Okay, so what we're talking about today is love. Just doing a little documentary thing. Check one, check two. Scene two dash one, grandma, marker. Talk to me about when you first met. I really don't, didn't know him. She was red haired, freckle face, and not neither. Well, he was always wearing like his little half shirt from football practice. <laughs> I went with a friend of mine. He wanted to date a girl that she was working with, and there was one seat left open. And I was saving the seat for another guy that I liked, and Greg sat down in the chair. And we ended up, before we knew it, uh, spending all, almost all night together, almost 3, 4 a.m., before we realized what time it was and, and where the time had gone. We could have conversations. Deep conversations. You know, about a candy bar or about politics and life, you know, it didn't really matter. I almost missed that more than the sex. The day that I decided to ask her to marry me, uh, we both knew that that day was coming. Just a matter of when the best timing to get ma married was. We went to a small island that I can't pronounce. Brazil, and he took me to a beach. And she's got like a pair of jeans on with a hole in them, like a zip up fleece. You know, she was looking away and I said, hey Lucy, will you marry me? And I pulled out the ring and I showed her the ring and her face got all big and bright and just like. And I said, yes. I just hear this loud yell, Greg, you stud. And I thought, how old fashioned. Okay, so if we look back on your marriage. Yeah. Could you have had any idea what you were saying yes to? No. Um. <sighs> no. 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 <laughs> so when it comes to family, what are we saying yes to? For the life of the world, episode two, The Economy of Love. This is the story of the bigger picture. Evan, welcome to exile. The deeper mystery of faith. This is the story of God's mission in the world and our place in it. I'm Evan. Hi, I'm Evan. These are my friends. Evan, what's going on? And this is For the Life of the World, Letters to the Exiles. So there's a lot of hubbub about love and marriage and the state of the modern family. And as we navigate our way through exile, clearly we have some things to reckon with, especially when culture just keeps adding things to the table. For example, there's traditional man and woman relationships. There's same-sex relationships. There's single lonely. There's a single partier. There's single with cats. There's single and called. Somebody's even proposed marrying a shoe. There's even just plain living together and cohabitation, which, by the way, that's about 60 to 70% of the population. And regardless of who or what you want to marry, it all seems like a bunch of rules. It seems like, you know, it's the next thing. It's a contract. It's something even culturally that we say, like, I don't know, it just seems like the next thing we're supposed to do is just get married. Even if we're living together, married, cohabitating, there's this understanding that this is how we'll operate. And it's still a contract. And contracts are good, but what if marriage is more than that? Surely, we the church, God's people, have an idea for God's plan for marriage, right? We understand what this mysterious covenant means. 
We understand the metaphor, don't we? I mean, we're fighting so hard for it out there. Actually, I'm not sure we understand all that well. Because something seems a bit off. In fact, studies show that 32% of born-again Christians will get divorced. Not bad. But only 33% of agnostic or atheists get divorced. That's not quite the noticeable difference you might expect from those who have the inside track on God's purposes. One would think that Christians would have, you know, not so close a divorce rate. <laughs> but wait, what about sex? Good news, 74% of teenage Christians believe in abstaining from sex before marriage. And that's good. Unfortunately, 88% of those same people had sex before they were married. On average, just so you know, 80% of unmarried evangelicals admit to having premarital sex. 80%. What is the rest of secular America at? 88%. There's little discernible difference. So when Christians talk about what love and family are, when we compare actual Christian marriages with actual non-Christian marriages, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of difference. And this begs the question, what are we actually fighting for? the notion of what family is supposed to be? Do we even know what we're talking about? What is the true nature of family? What is even the point? Huh. Well, compost is here. Hey. Hello. Hi, I'm Evan. Uh, Larry. Did you find the place okay? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, well, are you sure this is where you want it to go? Because I'm. Yeah. It's great. Thanks for asking, though. Okay, great. Um, Kevin. Evan. You surprised me. This is all natural compost here. I didn't know there was another kind. Of course there is. Okay. Check this out. Hold on. Wait. I, I'm just. Are you sure this is like where we want this to? This is the best spot for it. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. I'm. I'm just not sure that. This is you gonna got work it all. Three to four yards of prime compost there. It's gonna be perfect. I don't know. Check this out. Give me that shovel. Shovel. Kevin? I'm Evan. The soil is a natural ecosystem of life. It's got tiny little creatures in there that just replenish all the nutrients. You know, the shameful thing is that farmers, they just pour chemicals all over this, you know, and they, they kill those tiny creatures. Why would they do that? I don't know. Maybe they don't want to get their hands dirty. Huh. Be any number of reasons, really. But all life starts with a healthy soil. Yeah, so what's the stuff made of? That's, uh, that's cow manure. It's cow manure. Cool. Yeah. Funny, doesn't smell like. Kevin, what are you, uh, what are you making out here? What is this all about? Well, it's gonna be like this big sort of sprawling. Hey um, guys! Hey guys! Oh hey, Amy Sherman! I got lemonade. Come on in. I would love some lemonade. I would love some. I would really love. Some.
I better get back to work. To do. You know what I really like about manure? Um, it's kind of like family. Okay. Um, you know, it goes into the soil, and the soil is the foundation for the flourishing of the crops. And, you know, in God's design, a healthy family is the foundation of healthy society. Yeah, I guess I could see. I mean, God's design is for family is kind of all over the place. You can see it in compost, you can see it in, you know, like Norman Rockwell stuff, like the Huxtables, that's another good sign. And you know where else you can see it? I think to see it really well, we have to take a look in the book. It's the big book, that is. Let's do it. Okay. We'll start with the first family of all civilization. Adam, Eve, Cain, and oh dear. Hmm. Moving right along, how about we go to the second family? Father Abraham. Father Abraham. He had many sons. Except that first one wasn't with his wife. Remember, it was with a servant girl. The maid servant. And didn't he leave them in the desert to die? Mm -hmm. And then the son that he did have, the promised son, mm -hmm. he took him to a mountain. To kill him. Yeah. Okay, 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 David. Yeah, you got that whole Bathsheba thing, though, you know. That is true. Messing around with his friend's wife. and Oh, and then the son raped the daughter, and they all went to war. Well, and then you have, you know, Gomer running around on Hosea, Samson and Delilah, snip, snip. Judah sleeping with the daughter-in-law, because she was impersonating a prostitute. Deception, lies, incest, murder. The deepest truths about marriage and family they are in the Bible. We, we just have to dig deeper. <laughs>